hello. I am not RuPaul. This is Malik from Growing Up Gay. Welcome back. Happy New Year, you guys. This is another edition of Growing Up Gay. This is your boy Malik and... This is Vaughn. What's popping, y'all? Welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. Insert Baba Walters. Okay. <laughs> Insert Baba Walters. Um, we are back with a new episode, the first episode of the new year. So we hope that you guys had a safe and fun and lit, prosperous uh, New Year's Eve. If you were out in these streets, I hope you had a good time. Uh, Vaughn, how did you celebrate the new year? What did you do? Or did you do anything at all? Um, I had to work, um, but luckily I got off, um, I got off early and, um, not early actually, I was there my full 10 hours, but I got off, came home. I made the, the the one thing I will say about living in New York, like you really have to commit to like, like carrying things with you. And every every time, like, I get on the train, I'm always like, yo, people always have so many bags. And I don't ever really walk around with bags. Like, the most I wear is a backpack if I'm going to the gym, right? And I think it's, like, the the more you live in New York, the more you realize, like, you just have to just bring clothes with you. That way you can just change. Because I I thought, like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm going to leave work early, go home and change and head out. Because that's just so... That's a part of like my natural being. Bitch, you know what I mean? That's so Atlanta. That's so Atlanta, right? That's so I have a car. Right. That's like, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit it back it. to the crib. It'll take like 20 yes. minutes to get there. And then, like, I'm going to change. Oh, and I'll be there. my gosh. You are so sorry. Not in New York. So... <laughs> Not, Not in New York. So, uh, we, we, my friends, shout out to Tierra, Al, and Nico. Um, hey, y'all. We went to this uh, restaurant called Essex first. The food was trash. Ooh, uh, the I service there was trash. I will say I, I was Essex like an hour. I went. You went you went to Essex yeah, before? I went to Essex last fall um for it was me, Keith and Wesley and, and DJ and we went to Essex and the food was good when I went. I had like uh the crab cake Benedict I think or something like that. I, they were here. Here's I think what the problem was. They were having like a New Year's special thing, and it was like it was, a special a menu. menu. Yeah. It was seventy five dollar. It was like three courses and, and a glass of champagne. I don't drink, so I ordered <laughs> app, um, pineapple juice. Um, but the food was trash. I at first the first thing I had was uh, lobster ravioli because, like I said, I was an hour and a half, so I missed the first two courses or three courses because uh, it was a four course thing. And then when I got there, I was like, I just have my main dish, which was a lobster ravioli. Shout out to Tierra because she knows, you know, <laughs> seafood. Um, it was bad. It was just it wasn't seasoned. The ravioli wasn't Damn. seasoned. The sauce wasn't seasoned. So then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not. I asked myself. I took one bite and I told her, I said, yo, I can't. I, you know, I'm sorry, sis. I need to switch this out. I'm not going to go into the new year eating, you know, something that doesn't taste good. So yeah. she was like, okay, cool. Like, what else do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I'm going to do the sea bass. She's like, well, the kitchen is closing soon. <laughs> and I was like, well, the girl, why did you? Oh. If there's only, why like, limited things, why did you ask? So she was like, your best bets would be the duck or um, some beef steak. that I don't eat beef. I don't eat red meat. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll do the duck. I figured I've never had duck before. I'd give it a try. Just... Yeah. Dis- Disgusting. That shit was nasty. I'm sorry. Daffy and them just gonna have to remain TV like cartoons. I'm not I mean, into the duck. Bad experience all around. 
all around. And then they were very pushy with their service. Like, oh boy, was and it was. It's one thing if like the spot is jumping and we like we're taking up your table. I can get it. Niece wasn't nobody in the building. I don't know why you keep asking me if I'm done. Like, <laughs> that is super annoying to me. Are you? Can I take? Are you? Can I take this? It's like when you're in the gym and someone's doing it. It's like it's annoying. If I was done with it, I wouldn't still be eating it. And granted, I wasn't eating my food because, like I said, it was disgusting. But I was enjoying my little dessert thing. And he kept. Did, anyway, that was that. Uh, we left there, and because I was so hungry, went to McDonald's and I got some chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh, faithful. Um, we let them come through and work. Listen, slapped. Okay. Yeah, I know it did. I know it Sweet did. Sweet and sour sauce, a little small fry, slapped. Fruit punch. It's nothing like the nuggets, man. Period. So <laughs> after Period. that, uh, we went to Brooklyn. Uh, Tierra's uh, co-worker through a little house party. And it was actually really jumping. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we played uh, Black Card Revoked and Charades Ooh. and a few other things. And we rang in the new year. We toasted. Uh, I did drink some champagne there because I figured it's the new year. You know, why not? Yes. Um, yes. Have your champagne, friend. Yeah. And we had a bomb-ass time. Like, we had a really bomb-ass time. It was, it was lots of fun. I know you had a bomb-ass time. Do you want to tell everyone what she was up to? Oh man, friend, you know exactly where I was and what I was doing. I went to DC um on New Year's Eve. My friend Durand proposed to his now fiance Philip and it was just a spectacular event. Shout out to it Durand. Was. Yeah, shout out to Durand. If you follow me on Instagram or if you saw, I tried to post as much as I can because I really wanted people to see like such a historic, beautiful moment that I was able to be a part of. I'm so thankful that they thought enough of me to, you know, want me to be a part of that very sacred, intimate moment with their closest friends and family. So it was awesome. Like Durand planned this for months, private Facebook groups. I'm so happy Philip didn't find out because I was like, oh my gosh, I hope no one like slips up and says something. Because, you know, Facebook is tricky. Like, you may think it's a private group, but then somebody says something and posts in the wrong place and now it's everywhere. But um, all in all, it came out really well. We we celebrated at The Blossom, which is inside the MGM uh, in National Harbor. And it just was really festive. I got my life. I, I brought, I rang in the new year with my... Um, with my shirt buttoned to the very top, and when the clock struck, and when the clock struck twelve, <laughs> I buttoned it all the way down to the belly, baby, because I was like, "It's time to Let party me, now." You know what? You know what's so funny? I was watching. I was watching your Instagram, and when it went from one slide to you having your shirt buttoned all the way up, yes, and the next clip it was all the way down. I said, like, "Oh, he's having fun, fun." <laughs> like, yes, I was having he's fun, having fun, fun, fun. <laughs> That is so crazy. Um, yeah, my friend was like, child, when I saw that shirt come under, I said, oh, yeah, it's going down. <laughs> Basement. I said, yeah, um, they kept bringing the bottles. So it was beautiful. And um, shout out yeah. to Duran and Philip. It was congratulations. awesome. Yes, congratulations. Um, so that was my, you know, that was my new year. I'm back in Atlanta now, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come. Me too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that brings us to our Get It Together. Um, you guys know what Get It Together is. We've been doing this show for a year and a half now. <laughs> but Get It Together is a portion, if you don't know, when Vaughn and I tell you guys about a tip that we're working on. And this week, my Get It Together is titled, New Year, Still Me. Now, the reason I've titled it New Year, Still Me is because I feel as though 
that as you come into the new year, we are often like fed these these New Year's resolutions and all these things that are so superficial and that last a week. Every gym is running a special right now. Planet Fitness, you can join for a dollar. And then every Wednesday, they give you pizza to keep you fat. It's like all these (laughs) things, you know, it's like all these things that really are meaningless, you know, that that, that mean nothing. And so I felt like with um, New Year's Still Me, and I'll get to something else later about it, um, Remain who you are, you know, Mm. be who you are. Don't feel the pressure or the need to just drastically, you know, change yourself. It's not necessary and it's not sustainable at the end of the day. You've been living however you've been living all of this time. What's not healthy for you is to just make a drastic, this ridiculous change. Like it's just, it's just not good, and it's not, and, and you cannot do that because of the fact that we are creatures of habit, and the habits that you build um, are what sustain you each and each and every day. If you want to make a change, small incremental changes are the way to go. And mm. with that being said, if you do follow me on Instagram, you know that on December twenty sixth. Last year, I posted Amador Yoga, and I launched it. And Amador Yoga is an athleisure, gender-neutral brand that I am so excited to be able to, you know, bring to you guys. And I thought about it in 2014, and I just... The last year has been really transformative for me. And all in all, I want people to know that if there is something that you want to do, you have to sit on it and wait until you're ready to get up and do it. You know, we all do things in our own time. And if this was just my time to get up and do it, this was just my time to step out on faith and to say, I want this. This is my vision. This is my passion. And I'm only doing this because of the power of God and the power of yoga that has really awakened a hunger in me that says, I want to share this gift with as many people as possible. I want to build businesses around this. I want to monetize my platform in a way that is bigger than me. And so I hope that um, you guys check it out and and tell me what you think and uh, let me know. So all in all, my get it together is for the new year. It's a new year, but you're still you and remain that way. And if you do, you know, want to make improvements and adjustments modifications for your life make them gradually write it down Mm. all right that's all i got i'm off my soapbox i love that um first of all i want to say super shout out to you malik told me he was doing this i'm excuse me malik told me he was doing amador yoga uh literally like two weeks ago (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, or maybe three weeks ago and i was like this nigga is crazy he is not about to launch a whole athleisure brand in two weeks like he uh, he is ambitious but out his goddamn mind and let me tell you how i logged on instagram the other morning and i was like well damn it (laughs) it's amador fucking yoga i was like wait he has a photo shoot and everything like hold the fuck on how is this like what (laughs) like he was like how did this? Ha- I was like, when did this? Ha- what is going on? It's been literally like a week and a half, two weeks, and <laughs> it was already on Instagram. I was like, yo, all props to Malik. Like, you really did that, friend. Like, you you really did that. Um, and it's funny Thank because you, my get it together is right 
in the same, you know, it's aligned perfectly with yours. Um, yeah. When you said that part about small, small incremental changes um, is more pivotal, that really struck a chord with me because that's literally my get it together. Um, yeah. I'm not doing New Year's resolution resolutions this year. I'm not going to um, put effort into manifesting things. I'm simply going to make mental note of the things that I want for myself out of life. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make small incremental changes to get to those things. I'm going to be kinder to myself while I, uh, throughout this process, while I allow everything to happen. And yes. that's what my get it together is for this, this, uh, this week. Stop worrying about the fuss of it all and get to the, the meat of it. Um, I think mm-hmm. we put so much time into like, oh, I'm gonna change my my you know I'm gonna change my eating habits, so I'm gonna go spend two hundred dollars on all vegetables, or oh, I'm gonna get back in the gym, so I'm gonna spend four hundred dollars on gym clothes, or you know, um, I really want to launch whatever it is that I want to launch, and I'm gonna spend all this money on this equipment, on these tools, on these you know on the the t- you know all this stuff, and then two months later. You either haven't launched it, you're not wearing the workout clothes, and this is coming from personal experience in all, in yeah. every regard, especially the gym part. Like I have, <laughs> I was going. We've all my, done that, right? <laughs> yeah, I did my deep clean today of my apartment because I was working um, on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, so today felt like the first for me because I really got to sleep and I got to re- I rested, and I've been deep cleaning my apartment all day and I was going through like my drawers and I was like I found all these different workout clothes that I bought and I laughed because I was like I literally just wear like a big t-shirt or old t-shirt and shorts basketball shorts <laughs> to the gym like I don't wear any of the the like well every now and again I might wear one of the Nike shirts that I bought like the, the dry fit shirts or whatever the case may be is yeah and it just mm-hmm. reminded me about how much I put into like or people in general not just myself put into like the fluff of things as opposed mm-hmm. to just actually doing whatever it is that we need to do and and focusing more so on that than all than the big to do around the work. So that's my get it together for this week. Make the changes and do the work. I love that. And I also love that you said that you're going to be kinder to yourself because that's like grace. You're giving yourself grace yeah. to 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 mess up. Like you ha- you have Absolutely. to give yourself room to still fall because Absolutely. we are creatures of habit and Anything that you that that you, that we're trying to change about ourselves or we're trying to modify, we're like change it because we say, "Oh, I don't like this for whatever reason. I want to make this improvement." But you also have to be, you know, um, understanding that, hey, I may fall back into that same pattern, and that's okay. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's because, okay. especially because it's it's most likely something you've de- you've developed through lived. Uh, experiences it's, it's taken time it's been years and years of building a habit of building a certain way of doing things so to break out of that is not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen in one week and it's perfectly fine if two months down the line you have a bad weekend or you have a bad day you know just give yourself the grace do not beat yourself up and just be kinder to yourself it's actually one of the things that i'm focusing on for this year is to be kinder to myself Mm-mm-mm. we all need that that's a word. That's a word. That's a word. Okay, you guys, we'll take a break and we'll be right back with Growing Up Gay. 
What up, y'all? It's Vaughn. Hope you all are enjoying the episode thus far. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns in regard to the podcast, or you have a question, or if you need some advice in regard to something, please feel free to reach out to us at Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com, Malik at GrownUpGay.com, or GrownUpGay at gmail.com. If you have any questions in regard to those uh, addresses, please feel free to check the down bar below. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, we're back. So this week's Grown Up Gay is all about integration. Integration. So if you've never heard that word, if you've been living under a rock all your life, um, <laughs> integration is the combination of one, one or two things. Uh, what? Excuse me, two or more things. And the last year we have seen a lot. Like we've we've saw so much about people being aware of their trauma and and people learning that how their trauma informs their behavior. For the first time, we saw millennials and Generation X is talking about setting boundaries on how they are to be treated, setting intentions on what they want in or in order to manifest it. Like we saw people really taking a, taking some time to be mindful, to be considerate, to be loving towards themselves and. We saw that through pop culture. We saw that in social media. You know, even Solange, you know, her famous thing, do nothing without intention. Do nothing without intention. Like, that rings true to me, and that rings, like, in my head like that. I saw that so much, and I, and I began to think, like, wow, like, there is a shift happening right now with we have celebrities that are, you know, talking about protecting your peace, protecting your energy. It's everywhere. All of, you know... The celebs are talking about this. Oprah and Deepak Chopra are leading these free meditations all the time. And it's like, wow, there there, there was a shift happening in 2019 where people were being mindful. People were trying to be aware and introspective with themselves. And I'm like, wow, there is a shift here. And so it made me think, personally, it's like, as all this is happening, I began to think about myself. And then it brought me to, like, learning that, I cannot continue to go and try to seek refuge in places that hurt me and broke me. I learned mm. that in 2019, you know, um, and that was something that was really profound to me. I was like, wow, what, what a statement, you know, trying to seek healing and refuge in places and spaces that, you know, led to you having the trauma that, that you have. Mm. Um, and so I guess the question is, how do we acknowledge the trauma that we have in the, you know, the places that we need to go? And, you know, trauma doesn't always have to be this negative, nasty word. Um, we can really look at it just for what it is. Experiences. Experiences that inform our behavior, that shape how we are. And that's all it is. You know, it can be a, a sad experience. But if you look at it for more of something I just need to I need to heal from, I need to get through, maybe you can... Um, take a further look at it. So, friend, how do you think that we can own our healing in 2020 without creating this boomerang effect? Who? Um, listen, that is something that is extremely difficult for a lot of people to do, unfortunately. Um, yeah. It's something that is going to take a lot of self-work Um and it's also going to take a lot of humility and it's going to mm. take a lot of uh, 
honestly understanding that your trauma doesn't have to be everyone else's inconvenience. Um, mm. And that's, it, it's a, I always talk to people how about it's good to be selfish. Like that's something that I'm learning and something that I'm trying to practice selfishness. Uh, and yeah. as far as, you know, to focus on yourself, build, build yourself, right? However, I, I think it's also important to be cognizant of the energy that you exist with um, and the energy you also bring into rooms. A lot of times we talk about people, people having bad energy or, um, excuse me, that's my phone, <laughs> people having bad energy. Um, and I think it, and that's a very real thing. Like, I think we've all been, met someone before and just been like, ooh, I don't, I, I don't know why I, I just have an aversion to that person. Like they mm-hmm. haven't done anything to me. I don't, especially me, and and maybe because I'm an empath a little bit, and I'm also uh, I always you say claim it. I always say if God didn't give me anything else, He gave me the ability to read people. As the New yeah. York sirens blare in the background, um, I have <laughs> always been able to pick up on people's energy, and if something about someone's spirit throws me off, and this might be the Jamaican in me, but. I can't deal with them. I won't make it uncomfortable for them. I won't, um, har- like, I won't, you know, har- I won't even acknowledge it to them. I'll just simply separate myself from that person. So I, I think we can heal from our traumas, but we-, we have to recognize our traumas and we have to also recognize how our traumas impact our actions and our be- our behaviors and how we carry ourselves. I think that's very important. Yeah. I think one thing that stuck out to me that you said about how we can own this in 2020 is understanding that your trauma is not my responsibility. Absolutely. It's no one's responsibility but yours. And when you say owning it and un- and being aware of the energy that you have and how that energy can affect rooms, how it informs your behavior, how it you know, how people perceive it is important because that's important to your healing. And you triggering yourself. And on top of that, when you talked about um, people, you know, just having aversions to that, I just think that it's important that you can be humble enough to say, you know what, I'm not in a good space right now. Right. I, I, I know that right now I do need to exercise a little bit of selfishness to mm-hmm. protect myself, you know, to make sure, you know, to, to protect my peace. I think it works both ways. I agree. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Okay, so looking back, what moments from 2019 are you the most proud of? Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to mention this, and this is not me, like, looking for anything from it. I'm just answering the question. Um, one of my, one of the things I'm most proud of in 2019, um, outside of just, like, making it out of 2019, I'm not saying this to be dramatic, um, cause I, I was in a very depressive, <laughs> very depressive, uh, I had a very, I had a very depressive moment this year, uh, after battling with fucking, um, fuck, <laughs> uh, mono, sorry. After having mono for literally nine and a half weeks and then spending the, the two weeks after that, like getting myself back together, it was very, very depressing. Like. Yeah. Not knowing what is wrong with me, thinking everything from have I contracted something sexually mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to am I probably dying because I have no energy. I can't explain why I, I literally have to sleep 
or like lay down while I'm at like in the middle of work and I can't go to the gym. I had been going super hard in the gym for two and a half months and was seeing like really good results. And then all of that shifted backwards. And then also because I was spending really bad because I was just Ubering, eating every fucking thing and, and grubhubbing and door dashing everything because I literally did not have the energy to cook. Like after that, I was very depressed. So yeah, making it out of that is definitely one of my proudest moments. The next is con- talking to Rihanna. Mm. And when I say talking to Rihanna, like anyone that knows me knows that yes, she yes. and I have a relationship and we've been yes. following each other since 2010. Um, like, so one day I just decided, I said, fuck it. I got on Instagram since we, we communicate pretty much always through Instagram DMs every now and again, mm-hmm. like she'll be on Twitter. That's why sometimes I laugh because I'm like, people don't realize she's actually on Twitter still. Not nearly mm-hmm. as much, not nearly as much, but every now and again, like she'll pop up in my Twitter DMs in regard to something, but we communicate mainly through Instagram DM and like, I'm a nerd in regard to music. Anyone that knows me knows that Ooh, I, yeah, and, and singing and singing specifically singing. Right. So one day, because I've spent a lot of time, you know, randomly looking, you know, I've been minding her business vocally for a very long time. Right. So I decided to to hit her up randomly. And um, I was like, yo, do you know that you're like a Duke is on Soprano? And she was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? And I was like, let me break it down for you. So, like, I explained mm-hmm. to her what that is, what that it's a vocal fact. I explained all that to her. I, you know, I broke down her voice kind of for her and she's someone that isn't classically trained. Right. So she would have to do actual like opera classic training to to really own that role vocally. But that is where her voice sits. Uh, She Mm -hmm. has a girlish bright tone. However, she has a a, a lower timbre and a lot more ease in her lower chest voice as opposed to her upper chest chest voice. I could go on and on in regard to that. But the point is, (laughs) (laughs) the point is I brought this information that I had been holding on to and knowing for a very long time uh, and very eloquently delivered it in her Instagram DMs. and she was like, I'm screenshotting the fuck out of all of this <laughs> and sending it to my vocal coach because I did not know any of this. And I just spoke to her about her voice and her range, which led into like our, our usual conversation. And then I shared a clip of myself singing her song, um, uh, Same Old Mistakes, with her. Mm. I have been following Rihanna now for nine years and she's never heard me sing because it's something that I'm still very insecure about for whatever reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, I know mm-hmm. I sing on this podcast all the time, so people probably think that like I'm very confident in my voice, but I'm actually not. I, <laughs> it's very something that I really struggle with for whatever reason. I do. Eh. So I yeah. shared that with her randomly because she was like, "How do you know so much about you know singing mm-hmm. and music and stuff?" She was like, "I had no clue that you were this informed." And I was like, "Oh well, you know, da da da." And I explained to her, and I was like, "Oh well, I sing." She's like, "I want to hear you sing," so I sent her a clip. And she gagged and she was like, what the (laughs) fuck? She was like, this is amazing. She was like, she was like, now she was like, now I know how y'all feel whenever because it was a short clip. She was like, now I know how y'all feel whenever I put out like what birthday cake or James joint because like I keep revisiting it and listening to it over and over again. And I was gagging, Mm -hmm. of course. And then she came back like an hour and a half later, like, you bitch, I'm still playing this clip. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) like. For someone that I love as much as I love her to like stand for my voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's like yeah. epic. First thing first, let's talk about how 
and and this is no shade, but like most stands never will have their queen acknowledge them. And right. the fact that not only have you been acknowledged, but you've been affirmed and confirmed by her privately. And it's like, it's just so amazing to be able to like have those full circle moments with people that really have like touched you and changed your life. And that's like dope as fuck. Yeah. It, 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 yes, it is. And it, that's definitely one of the most, and the reason why it's one of my proudest moments is because I got over something, two things that I'm very fearful of. Yeah. Which is um, my sharing my singing, right? And then two, I always say, like, I, I try to stay in my lane in regard to everything. So I don't ever, like, overshare with her in regard to, like, anything that's personally going on with me. But I did a lot of that during that conversation. And it was just really good for us to, like... And we talked, no flex, for, like, seven hours back and forth to the point where, like, I was like, damn, bitch, like... <laughs> like, like, damn! Like she was hitting me up all day, um, and she just recently hit me up for New Year too. I'm just throw that in there because <laughs> that's my friend. But um, yeah, no, that's definitely <laughs> the thing that I'm one of the things I'm most proud of for for 2019. Yeah. What about you, friend? What was one of your, what is one of your uh, proudest moments of 2019? My proudest moment of 20. Well, one of my proudest moments, um. I will definitely launching Amador at the end of the year. Um, Boston's big moves. That was uh, really intentional and a lot of power and energy and thought and research went behind it. And I'm really happy with stepping out there and, and, and I'm happy about all the other found, like foundational work that I, that I'm laying. Um, another really proud moment is being able to teach at the Home Depot backyard all last yes. summer I mean, consistently, just, consistently cons- at that. I, I taught the whole summer there. I taught, I taught over a thousand people free yoga. And that was just amazing to be able to have that opportunity to be able to touch so many people. And, 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 and that was awesome. And then I think the last thing, my proudest moment was just making the decision to, be more truthful with myself. It was very, you know, I've, I've been in therapy the last 18 months and I've been going weekly on, on a, on a special day. Um, and I go every weekend. So it's just been like that, that investment that I've been putting into myself, seeing it, seeing it like begin to make a little sense to me, like being able to say, wow, like it's been 18 months and I'm finally starting to see a clearer picture. I'm finally starting to see myself again. And Mm. I think what I learned from therapy this past year was that the battle and the journey for internal peace is a fierce commitment to self-love. Mm. And it's a fierce commitment. You, you, it, it, it's a commitment that most people want, want, but do not, are not willing to, to, to really give the effort to, to the fierce commitment to self-love. A fierce commitment to self-love looks like, it looks like selfishness to some people. It looks like, oh, Vaughn don't fuck with me no more. It looks like, um, you've changed. It, it it looks like all those things, right? But it it literally comes down to preservation, and I think that's what I learned 
at the end of the day is that, you know, I want to be close to God and, and getting close to God is it's first, you know, you, you have to go through yourself to be able to even present yourself and, uh, and, and be able to just quiet your mind, quiet your heart enough to be able to listen to his voice and listen to the things that he is asking of us. And I think that's what I learned this year, last year, forgive me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's bomb. Yup. It's bomb as fuck. It's bomb as fuck. And that's like the Eureka moment for me. That was the aha moment. Like, yeah. you know, we, we all have those. We all have the moments where it's like, oh, it just clicks. And that that finally clicked clicked for me. Was there anything that really clicked for you this past year? One of the things that this past year I think it taught me, although like I always tell people, 2019 kicked my ass. <laughs> yeah. 2019 really kicked my ass. Um but one of the things that it, it, it did teach me was, like, to stop being so fearful of everything um, in regard to to my my own, my worth, right? Stop yeah. being so fearful of, 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 you know, loving myself openly, proudly, publicly, um, and stop hiding from people. Like, that's one mm. thing 2019 definitely taught me. I think I, I love my anonymity and I love my... Uh, uh, my elusiveness. <laughs> very elusive, um, darling. <laughs> Honestly, Mariah, that's me. I'm the elusive shot, not you. Um, but no, it, 2019 taught me that, like, it's okay to be out there. Like, even in regard to dating, I went on my first date in 2019. Yes. Like, and it would been worth it because the person and I are like are still connected and we're still talking and we're planning other dates like even sharing myself more on social media mm-hmm. I posted myself on Instagram for my birthday mm-hmm. and Tierra posted me on I completely forgot that she was posting me on her Instagram and she was like um why is everyone blowing me up when they should be blowing you up about your looks and how you look and people are like oh my god you need to post more and I'm like okay i don't really see why but like okay cool so i think that's one of the things that i did learn that it's okay for me to like stop being so fearful of of sharing myself or my and my talents with others like it's it's okay to do so yes 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 and i'm happy you're doing that because you know i know you very intimately and there you haven't even shown everything that you can do like that's that that's just like the true tea behind it you know that's just the gag behind it like there's just there's just so much more and that's why i'm happy you said earlier that it's going to be incremental it's going to be gradual but right you've you've already done so much like you've you've already like done so much when it comes to just like putting yourself out there and doing it so i'm fucking with it i'm with it (laughs) i'm into it i love to see it um, we love to see it. We love, we to, see love it. to see it. <laughs> like, where did that come from? Like, who started that expression? Um, I actually don't remember right now. We love. Oh. To, who did, I don't remember right now. We love. We love to see it anyway. Someone, someone, will. S- someone, please tweet us and tell us who who started the. Uh, we love to see it. We love to see it. Yeah. We love. To see it. <laughs> um, are there any hobbies or activities you want to do? In, you want to do this year? Or maybe um, something you want to I- pick back up that you used to do. Um, absolutely. Actually, one of the things, um, well, since I'm changing careers and fields and focuses, yeah, um, I'm gonna have a lot more time. It's funny. I was just talking to uh, my coworker about this. Um, I'm gonna 
take learning Spanish a lot more seriously. That's so I smart. have, um, I can pronounce and speak Spanish very well. Like the little bit of Spanish I know, I talk the fuck out of it. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember even back in high school, like when we were learning, you know, everyone takes Spanish classes or French classes, whatever your school offers. And um, my teacher was like, you have the Latin tongue. Like you have, mm. you, you can roll all the, like everything is just, it works really well. So I really want to learn um, Spanish, like, like be fluent in it. I, I know un poquito español, like, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit, but I want to learn, I want to be like close to fluent as possible by the end of the year. Um, tennis. This is a, a, I feel like tennis is like <laughs> the country club for the gays. I don't know. <laughs> Have you ever noticed? It absolutely that, like, is. <laughs> it's like they, it's like the elite sport <laughs> uh, yeah. for the gays. Mm-hmm. Um, but I genuinely love, like back in high school, especially, well, eighth grade, I should say that's middle school, but eighth grade to like 11th grade, I played a lot of tennis. We had a tennis, uh, two tennis courts in my neighborhood. So my mother and I used to play, my friends and I used to play. And for whatever reason, 11th grade-ish, it just fell off for me. Um, But I really want to get back into it because I think it's a lot of fun to play. Um, Traveling. I don't know if we can consider traveling a hobby. That's absolutely Um, a hobby. But it's something that I love to do. Honestly love to do. And um, I didn't get to do... I mean, I traveled in 2020, but it was just to Atlanta and to Miami. Um, I really want to go... I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling next year because of my job, but I really want to like lock down three international trips for 2020. And, um, I want to take those trips, take bomb ass photos, um, and video while on those trips and share that because I want to. So and you that's should, what, what about you friend? Oh, and yoga. I'm sorry. Yoga. Yes, I really want to try. Me the other to, said you want to do the yoga. Yeah. I really want to try to commit to like going to a yoga class at least once a week. Once I have my new job, life kind of situated and routine um i really want to try to commit to maybe going to yoga on saturdays um when i'm home or maybe even picking one day while i'm working um and traveling and going you know while i'm in whatever city i'm in maybe i'll pop up in atlanta and go with malik um but yeah what about you friend what about i'm with it um so I really want to get into like some some dance classes again and get into tumbling Mm -hmm. like full time um, cause you I used to be flipping to get, and jumping and I need to be flipping around. I need to be flipping everywhere and I, I need to be turning and spinning and jumping everywhere. I need to get back in somebody's technique class. I have not taken technique in years and, um, <clears throat> I just would love to just, you know, just kind of just brush back up on, um, some basic technique and, um, you know, just really get, really get into tumbling because I really, what moves me is movement. And traditional mm. working out with like trainers is fun, but that's never that's never really been my thing. Like that that's never pushed me. What's mm-hmm. always pushed me has been um it's always just been um just like fun activities that's been like really intensive. Um but right. but, but but in other ways. So I wanna I wanna take up rock climbing indoor at first. Yo like yeah. This so I just want to do like a lot of a lot of active a lot of active. activities like I want to I want to start to get to hiking, <laughs> but the first two are definitely going to be um, getting back in somebody's weekly technique class and some weekly tumbling. I think it's so funny that you mentioned um, like active outside of the gym um, because 
I mean, when I get into my gym mode, I be in my gym bag. Like anyone yeah. that knows me knows I'm when I get into it, I'm a get up early or go late and be there for two hours and I enjoy myself and I have a great workout. Right. But I will say one of the things that I really want to do in 2020 is figure out different ways, more fun ways to be active because the gym, while, you know, like I said, I can get in my bag and I can really enjoy it. It does get a bit mundane and it does yeah. get um, just boring. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like sometimes it's just mm-hmm. like, ugh, the same thing, you know, the same machines. I would like to try some other fun ways to, I don't know about dance classes though. I mean, I can dance. Absolutely. I mean, I know you can wind that once I see you do it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just thought it was all right. like even hiking. That is something yeah. I did for the first time, like real, real hiking. Not just, I mean, in Jamaica, we used to, I guess, hike, but that's just us being kids. Um, <laughs> but I went, <laughs> right. But I went hiking you know, for purposely for the first time this year with my best friend. And it was a lot of fun. Like I enjoy, I was working out while hiking. Like we was doing push-ups and sit-ups and squats and lunges and all types of fun shit. And it was a great workout, but it was also super fun. And we didn't really, I didn't really feel tired. She was kind of dying. No shade. Love her. But, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I was having a ball. (laughs) She was kind (laughs) of Sis was over it. <laughs> right. Summer Walker. <laughs> right. L- thank you. Listen, Shit. she said, I'm not playing the game. Okay. We, we, okay. This is too much. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. Like, tra- traditional working out is it's awesome. It's good. But switching it up, it just shocks your body. It gives you a new perspective. And it keeps things interesting, much like switching it up in the bedroom. So Ooh. what's one sexual Wait position you want to try this year? Wait a minute! <laughs> I've never done it before. I was I wasn't expecting this. Uh, listen, um, a turn events. <laughs> a turn of events. Um I'm trying to debate whether I really want to tell y'all my business or not right now. Well, just 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 give us one one just one one thing that you want to do sexually this year that you have not done. A position, maybe, maybe you bottom want to w- next. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, next topic. I'm with it. Next case. Next case. All right. Case. Um, oh, let me explain myself. Okay, I, I'm verse. <laughs> yes, but I have not had um, much experience in the world of bottoming. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there haven't been people that want it me to bottom for them there have uh-huh. however be to be very candid that's not something i necessarily feel comfortable doing with someone that i'm not in a relationship with sure. why there's a certain level of trust and right? vulnerability there's a server le- there's a certain level of vulnerability bi- v- vulnerability mm-hmm. and there's a, i'm stumbling i'm stuttering <laughs> there's a certain level <laughs> of intimacy that comes with the act of bottoming that yeah. i just can't do for any old body like you gotta yeah. earn these golden walls. I'm sorry. Those sugar walls, baby. You gotta earn. This them. is, you know, this is that. This that honeycomb. Okay, you got, you gotta earn. <laughs> it. Okay, the bee stings. You know, if you get, gotta get to the honeycomb. You know what I mean? Like you gotta earn this shit. So that is, I cannot believe I just said that. <laughs> Bitch. Listen, okay. We are starting off the season. This year was growing up gay with a bang. Okay. Bang. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Do you know one one thing that I want to do sexually that I've never done before? What is that? Um, 
I want to get down and do like a double dildo with like huh. with my man. And come I don't, on, horrible know. decisions. This, let's, this, <laughs> welcome to horrible decisions. It's your girl Weezy <laughs> and Maliki B. <laughs> Shout out to horrible decisions if y'all listen to their podcast because uh, we can discuss this. I'm not that prude no more. Well, I mean, uh, well, I'm just saying it's 2020. That's that's one thing. That's one thing I want to try to spice up my sex life. I, I I'm interested. Yeah. In a double deal, though, because let me tell you this: last year, I was on Twitter late night. Wow, th- this conversation has taken a turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was but on I Twitter, <laughs> but I live. I was on Twitter, and um, and there was like, you know, like one of those OnlyFans guys. He was promoting, mm-hmm. um, doing like sponsored ads for this line of um prostate mas- pro- prostate massager so i was like hmm he made the video he made it look so hot y'all i had to go ahead and buy it listen the Ooh, shit was 27.99 and have you tried it, has, it? it has come in the mail i have since used it and let me tell you something i have had some of the, i have had some of the best orgasms i've ever had in my life well, yeah, <laughs> Bitch, yeah. it has taken me what my higher. wife said take me higher it took you, took you higher, <laughs> baby. <laughs> like <laughs> it's been amazing. So I'm definitely interested in trying a double sided deal though with with um, my man. Hell, you know with what, your man? Okay, I don't know. Um, you know, speaking of dodos, I since I you know I said I want to um, step more into my bottomhood. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. I, I bought myself one. Did you? Yes. How big? Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> so mind your business. <laughs> I tried to give you an inch and you wanted all nine. Like, girl, like I'm just. <laughs> Bitch, you the whole dick. I wanted to nine inches. No. Um, that doesn't matter. I was just saying, I it bought does not, one. It does I have not. Matter. I've. I've toyed with it mm-hmm. i haven't <laughs> literally toyed with it um yeah so um i'm i'm i, I haven't uh i haven't um how do i say this <laughs> I haven't uh, fully tried things out. Okay. But we've sampled it. You're um, still in the discovery phase. <laughs> right. I, I, <laughs> listen, listen, we're at the appetizers. The main yes. course is on its way. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Move her high in the program. Um, <laughs> so. Use three words that you want to describe the rest of the year. We have three hundred and six. I'm sorry, three hundred and sixty-three days left in the year. Three words to describe how you want it to go, if you could. Happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. Happy, healthy, purposeful. Love that. 
Um, my three would be first thing that came to my mind when you were going was uncomfortable. I want twenty twenty to be uncomfortable. Malik, Ma- I swear to God, uncomfortable was at the tip of my tongue, you but I didn't want it. to say it. I swear it. to God, you should have said it. Twenty twenty is gonna be uncomfortable for me and for all of us. I just I just feel that way because of how intentional everyone. I mean, how mindful everyone was was last year. It's gonna be a hard year. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm uncomfortable," but. I want to be uncomfortable this year. I, I, I'm inviting it, and I'm also walking towards it. Um, <clears throat> much like you, I want to be happy. I want to be mm-hmm. happy, and I know that that's a choice. That's a it's it's a result of of you know being uncomfortable. So I want to be happy. And the third, Rihanna thing, said, you got to choose to be happy. I choose yeah. to be happy, and I want prosperity in my life. And mm. when I say prosperity, it's a big umbrella term, but I want prosperity in my love life. I want prosperity mm. for my friends that are around mm. me. I want prosperity for growing up gay, for Vaughn and all of the great things that he's about to do that y'all have no clue about that he's been telling me about. I want prosperity <laughs> for Ahmed or yoga just for my life and those who are yeah. around me. Um, and so, yeah, those are the three things I want to see happening in 2020. I love that. I'm going to explain mine. Go right. ahead, please. Um, because you so eloquently explained yours. Please um, explain them. I said happy first mm-hmm. and foremost because um, that is the one thing that 2019 really robbed me of. I spent a lot of mm. 2019. Not that I didn't have great moments, but I, I spent a lot of 2019 sad. Um, because I, it didn't look like what I thought it would look like. My life, that is. Um, not just the year. When I kind of stopped and took inventory. Um it just didn't look like what I wanted to look like in many spaces, personally, professionally, um, intimately, mm-hmm. um, every way. It just didn't look like what I wanted to, to look like. And I spent a lot of the years stressing over work uh, related stuff. Um, there was some family stress in there. Um, there was a lot of personal turmoil in there. So happy is the first thing that came to mind. Cause I really just, I want to be happy. Like yeah. I want 2020 to be filled with more happy moments than sad. Um, and then stressful. So happy, um, healthy after having mono. And I know I've mentioned it before and I keep mentioning it again after having fucking mono where I felt like I, do you know how much it sucks to go to a doctor, do all types of blood tests, think you have everything in the world and him say, Oh, I don't know. You're fine. I guess I don't, I can't, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like <laughs> he so was disgusting. like, Sis, I don't know. He was like, yeah. I don't know. Like, so you just charge me a copay and you're going to charge my, my insurance, insurance company for all this. And, and I don't know. And I'm, and I still feel like trash. Like that is yep. not, that's not it. So after spending so much of the year sick, um, I just want to be healthy. I want health for myself. I want it for my family. Um, I want it for my friends. I want it for my, like for my, everyone around me. Yep. To be healthy, emotionally, mentally, physically healthy, healthy and um, purposeful, because that's one of the things that I feel like I've been struggling with most. Um, I feel like I possess talents and I feel like I um, work extremely hard. Anyone that knows me knows I'm good for a 12 hour shift. Um, not because I'm there doing nothing or not because I can't get things done efficiently in less than 12. Um, but because 
it's hard for me to see other people not be able to get things done. So I end up helping everyone. And I help, like, even in, in, when I'm my most frustrated and I'm sick of where I'm working, I still don't like to see anyone else fail or not be able to perform or not succeed. Perfect example. Um, I The reason why I was late for New Year's Eve is because I was literally helping two other managers not fail. <laughs> like yeah. I stayed there an extra hour to make sure that when I left, there would be no questions need to be asked. And um, there would be no uncertainty for those two managers as they close that shift. Yeah. Um, so I say purposeful because I really want to stand up in my purpose. I want to feel more aligned and more secure and more confident in what my purpose is and how to uh, utilize my talents and share those with the world. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Those are my three. Those are good three. And rounding out the questionnaire for the competition of Mr. and Miss Black America. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Okay. um, So for last year, who was your hero? The hero could be, you know, anybody. Who was one person that just inspired you? Someone that helped you get through the year? Someone that pushed you for it? Maybe they don't even know it. Who was it? This is a really fucking good question, friend. Um, I would honestly have to say my heroes. Yeah, it could be more than one person. Um, are a few people. One is my oldest, my older brother. Mm-hmm. He's the middle child of us. I'm a baby. I'm the baby of the family. Um, him, Malik. You're one of them. Aww. Um, on. My friends and yeah. I, and I, my family, my friends have been my heroes for 2019 because they've really kept me, um, kept me going. Yeah. Whether it's it's been being you know, whatever. Whether it's been me being influenced by them, or simply me seeing them like strive and live. And I tell Malik this all the time: the fact that he's so fearless and he's so comfortable in who he is in all areas and like he's so he loves himself so much and he's so proud of who he is and he lives freely like that shit inspires the fuck out of me it really really does seeing him like start amador yoga see him like and you didn't mention this but when he got that you know paid paid ad by you know the girls over at panera like seeing him just Stay focused, take yoga classes, become a, a, a teacher and like dr- continue to, to strive and work and work hard in his field and, and build this brand and meet and meet these people and make these friends and these connections has been amazing to me because that shit is just like super powerful. Um, my friend Nico, like Thank seeing you, him come from, you know, love you. Yeah. Seeing my friend Nico come from Miami with literally nothing, like yes, literally yes, nothing at yes. nineteen twenty, and come to New York and really make a name for himself and like have a presence and be celebrated by yep. these notable people, yep. like insane to me. Yep, Fenty. Again, to see her go from you know Barbados to like damn near a billionaire and and mm-hmm. having Fenty Beauty and signing you know working with lvmh to launch the uh fenty mason like all these people 
have inspired me and like my family like my my cousin my brother he's phenomenal like he works so hard and he's just so cool and he's like an amazing father and to see how much he loves his son and see how much he accepts me and has always accepted me and has always loved me and has always been there to like be there for me or like support me it's just it's good to have that kind of relationship with uh, with an, an older male and yep. same thing with my father and my mother like just my my family and my friends that's that those have been my heroes of 2019 and i'm including fam, uh, fenty in the family and friend portion of that bloop <clears throat> bloop um so i would say definitely family and friends um my mother has been so instrumental in me seeing my mother and my grandmother have been so instrumental in me seeing two women who are entrepreneurs and who have been entrepreneurs. My grandmother has been an entrepreneur for the last 25 years. This year, she celebrates 25 years of owning her business, Multiline Business Services, which has kept our family, preserved us, fed us, clothed us for mm. 25 years. And it's just beautiful to see a black woman be the matriarch of our family and to set the example of entrepreneurship that keeps me and that pushes me and my mother you know taking over and continuing to push forward when my father passed away with t-shirt king and you know this year she showed me that at the end of the day it's not about how much money you have it's not about if you live in a high rise it's about do you do you wake up in the morning and enjoy with you what you do do you wake up in the morning and have peace? Do you wake up in the morning and you go because you're joyful about it? Or, you know, are you a cheerful giver? Those are the things that matter. And my mother and my grandmother have shown me the value of believing in myself and, and to say, you know what? Bet on yourself. And mm. I appreciate that. Seriously, this last year, they've encouraged me so much and just pushed me forward. And that and their prayers and their energy has sustained me. My friend, Jamie Ratliff, who is um, a phenomenal ambassador of just yoga and what it means to love yourself and to put yourself forth first and to better yourself. She's shown me that I can do it, that I can be a full-time yoga teacher, that I can bet on myself and that I can win if I have the vision, the execution behind it. So because she's done it, because um, I'm, I'm watching her, I have the reference, I know I can do it too. My friends who tell me to push forward, you guys don't know this, but this podcast is something I've been so nervous about and so... Same. You know, so, so scared about. And... You guys, Vaughn leads most of the episodes because I've been just too fearful of doing it. You know, feeling like some of the things that I have to say aren't important and and don't have value. But Vaughn has been my champion this last year saying, no, you can do it. You should lead the episode when I've said I didn't want to. And it's like, you have to have those people in your life that champion for you, that push you forward. And so... Vaughn has been, has been a hero because even when, Aww. you know, people think that I am confident and I, I, and I'm, it, it's you, I, I, what I know how to do is because I learned it from my family. It's just to do it in fear. It's just to put it out there just to say, 
to hell with it. I have to do this. And I don't care if I'm scared. But I will be scared. And then once you do it, you will see that, you know what? Nothing happened. And then yeah. you'll do it again. And you'll say, wow. I sure I sure to keep doing this. And it keeps working out in my favor. And Vaughn, you showed me that this year with you continuing to push me and to say, you know what? Yeah, you, you do it for this reason. And you can do it. And I just, I just appreciate that. So, so many heroes. Um, and my last one is going to be my queen bee. Um, this year, last year, I don't know how many old Beyonce interviews I will watch and people probably think it's so weird that I've been watching them but those Beyonce interviews are so consistent to who she still is today the things she talked about then work ethic loving the Lord being true to yourself loving yourself putting yourself first those values are paramount in moving anything forward and those things watching that over and over again her interviews and her performances and just how how passionate she is about her craft has just made me want to go so much harder with my yoga training and so much harder with my business and the things that I want to do so those are my heroes for uh 2019 I mean whew, that was a good episode mm. that was a good growing friend up yes yeah that, that was that I felt we we got a little nasty. We got a little <laughs> but nasty. Then we brought it. We brought it right back around. <laughs> we brought it right, right, right back, back around. around. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay, you guys, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with on the timeline. On the timeline. <laughs> we'll be right back, you guys. Hey, you guys, it's Malik. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter is G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-G-A-Y underscore. And our Instagram is G-R-O-W-N-U-P-G-A-Y. Be sure to tell a friend about what we're doing. Continue to share the show. And we appreciate you and we love you. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, so we are back with On the Timeline. Pretty Ricky, um, Ricky, Ricky. Pretty Ricky, Ricky. It's five in the morning. They played that song on New Year's Eve. Let me tell you something. The whole Did they? club went the fuck up. That's my shit. That's, that that's, is still that my is a shit. song. That's a song. That and ground with me. Mm. Relax your body, take your time Yes, with me. that one too. That was my shit too. That one too. Listen. Listen off my shit. Um, so for this week for On the Timeline, clearly it's been New Year's Eve, so there has been a lot going on. Maybe too much. Um, but yet, not enough for us to discuss, because we don't really care about much that's going on. However, one thing that we did want to touch on is the discussion that um, sprung... Well, actually, no, fuck it. There's been two discussions going around that kind of center a lot of the same things, right? One, Megan the Stallion... Mm-hmm. Um, bionic knees, vibranium knees. Um, <laughs> went to I'm guessing Beyonce threw some kind of um, pajama party kickback situation, um, and Megan was invited. As you all may or may not know, she is signed to Rock Nation for management. So it makes sense that B like you know welcomed her to the event. It seemed intimate, so super shout out to her. Yeah, for um, being there. And she posted a picture of herself, Beyonce, and Blue Ivy. Um, And from that 
innocent picture came a discussion around blue. Um, mm-hmm. That's the first part of what we're going to discuss. The second part is this viral tweet um, of this young black man um, saying that despite Ari Lennox and um, Tiana Taylor having a lot of sex appeal, they both look like Rottweilers. Oh. Um, or they have a lot of sex appeal for women, despite them both look for women that look like Rottweilers, they both have a lot of high sex appeal, something like that. Um, from that, Ari um, went on Instagram Live, and I think the thing that fucked with me most is to see that she was visibly um, upset by it. She was yeah. crying. And she just went on a rant because she's actually, it's funny, she's received quite, not, I don't want to say a lot, um, but I've definitely seen comments uh, um, about her, like her nose, um, or her feet, I should say her features, right? Um, her black features. Mm. Um, and I've seen her kind of comment on them before, and but th- it looks like this time it really don't like it really hurt her like because she yeah. just it, before it would be more so like fuck y'all I love myself you know me and my black features right um her Negro nose as uh Jack Jackson Five nostrils as Beyonce would say mm-hmm. um so. The, the, those are the two things that I want to discuss. First, I wanted to start with the Blue Ivy part of it. Um, one, I don't get why we still feel the need to discuss people's children, especially in a negative manner. <sighs> um, I don't know where exactly that's going to get us, what that exactly is going to do for us. Um, I get that people are, are public figures, but we don't need to discuss them. And now we know why people like Janet Jackson um, or even Sade never show us their children. Mm-hmm. because you people don't need access to that. Yeah. Um, and no, I don't think anyone, including Beyonce, should have to live in a world where she does not um, do like every other mother does and share pictures of their child. Um, I just don't know why still, because Blue is like, what, almost eight? Yeah. Um, why every other time she is seen, there needs to be a huge discussion in regard to what she's wearing, her hair... Um, who she looks like or who she doesn't look like. Um, and I, I, I will say, I one of the takes that I had on it was that I think the discussion is really ironic from for a few different reasons, right? And when I say ironic, I don't necessarily mean in like the the playful, funny, or shady sense. I just Beyonce is very beautiful, right? She's a very beautiful woman, and I think a lot of Beyonce's beauty that she has played up, her daughter does not possess, right? And listen to me here before anybody jumps out of a window. <laughs> um, the texture of her hair, for example. I think B has, uh, especially oh, recently in the past few years, made it very known that she has very healthy, very long, um, very um, not forcey hair. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, Right. Um, she has honey brown eyes. Um, just, I feel like a lot of the beauty that Beyonce tends to focus on for herself, Blue does not have. And that's not a bad thing because B- Blue is a, is a beautiful little girl. Yeah, she is. She has her own form of beauty. And I think the problem that, that a lot of, 
people have is they're looking for Beyonce's beauty in blue. Beyonce is a grown ass woman. A grown ass woman. Beyonce's mother is Tina Knowles. Her father is Matthew Knowles. Well, excuse me. Tina BNC Lawson. Mm-hmm. Because she's married now to Mr. Lawson. Beyonce looks like her parents. Blue is not going to be a carbon copy of B. She has a father that is Jay-Z. So guess what? She possesses some of his genes. She looks like him too. There's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't need to be discussed. And it's one thing to be like, oh, she looks like her daddy. Or, or, oh, she looks like a mixture of her. I don't even know why that needs to be said. It's obvious. Like, you look, a lot of people tend to look like their parents. Sham fucking wild. (laughs) Like, I don't know why that's, like, riveting news or why it needs to be discussed or why we need to discuss or if she does look like Beyonce or if she doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter. She's a child. She's a child. She's growing. She's changing. She's becoming her own. She's stepping stepping into her own womanhood. Why? And then why are people comparing her to everyone else's child? Yeah. Why are y'all doing that? These are children. Y'all are up here treating children like it's a beauty pageant or a contest. Well, she doesn't look like North or this North or I've seen people bring up Chris Brown's daughter. Like, stop comparing all these. Ch- these are children. Just stop. Just stop. There's They're literally children. nothing to discuss. Nothing. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's yeah. honestly disgusting. It really is. And I think both sides of of the people because i've seen some people like i've seen some people attacking north in defense in defense of blue ivy and i'm like these are why are you, these are children like no They're one's child needs to children. be discussed period like it's discussed this- dissected like they're yeah. children like they're children that's just unnecessary and it's toxic, and y'all need to let that shit go. Like, these are not your children. You want to discuss children? Have your own. Yeah. Talk about your own children. Have some, and then talk about them. Please. Talk about your nieces and your nephews. Like, I stand for my nephew. That, my nephews. Those are the only children I care about. <laughs> like, th- my those are my babies. Like, I stand for them. Stand for your own children. Worry about your own nieces and nephews and your children, if you have them. If not, that ain't none of your business. It's not. Right? Second part of the discussion, anti-blackness. Because the reason why one leads into the other is a lot of the defense, or it sounds, it's awful to even have to say that, but a lot of the defending of Blue that people were doing was saying that because she doesn't possess racially ambiguous features that, you know, like I said, Beyonce might possess, um, such as, you know, hair texture, maybe lighter eyes, etc etc um that it's a lot of the discussion in regard to blue and her looks and her beauty are anti-black right and that brings us into the the ari lennox topic i'm really 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 sick and tired of of black men hold on black men picking apart black women Black people 
let me even go further. I'm sick and tired of black people picking apart or attacking black people for possessing black features. Mm. As if something is wrong with it. Right. I'm really sick of it. Noses. Guess what? Not all of us have Eurocentric, I'm doing the quote unquote fingers, features. Some of us, some of us happen to have bigger noses. Some of us have bigger lips. Some of us have face structure that jawline. Like we do not all look the same. And that is fine. There is beauty in every form of blackness, Mm -hmm. whether you see the beauty in it or you don't. And I think we just have to be very cautious and very cognizant of the things that we're saying, the things that we're doing, and the way we treat each other publicly and personally. Yep. Because... The reason why I say publicly and personally is because if you're only doing it publicly, what you're doing at home is passing it on. Mm. That personal side of you is passing that on, whether it's to your nieces and your nephews, whether it's to your your siblings, or it's your own damn children. Yep. It's insidious. We have. It is. <clears throat> it's insidious, and it spreads like fire. It, it's it 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 gets into your brain, and then it begins to manifest in ways that. It's not good for children. It's not good for adults. It's not good for anyone. And it's really a form of abuse. It's a form of... Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's just... It's unnecessary. It's toxic. Um, and it's... Quite frankly, it's just ugly. Like, yeah. y'all are, are really... And it's funny because... A lot of the... like I, It's funny. I remember when Rihanna first came out. I used to see so many comments about her, like, yo, she is so pretty, but if she got her nose done, she would be a bad bitch. And I used to be like, that's the blackest thing about this woman, and you want her to get rid of it? Like, that is the most visible, like, when it comes to visible blackness in Rihanna, her nose (laughs) gives it all away. Like, all away. That is a black ass nose, and you want her to get rid. That that's what's gonna make her more beautiful. And mind you, it's Rihanna. Like, how do we get more beautiful than that? Like, yeah. come on, right? That shit. Ugh. Yeah, it's 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 annoying, and we we gotta keep talking about it, and we gotta like we cannot be afraid to check our friends and family on that shit. We cannot Absolutely. be afraid. We we cannot keep just sitting around people as they do that. You know. Y'all at the bar talking shit and, and people are saying these things. You're at dinner. People are saying these things. You have you, you have to step up and say, listen, that's not okay to say that. Absolutely. Got to be accountable. Oh, take, take people to task. I did yeah. that shit today on the timeline. I saw someone saying, there, and it was so, it was, and it's funny because they were literally, they went from defending blue for about a smooth four hours and preaching about anti-blackness. They literally got off Twitter for an hour and logged back on. And their first comment was something to the, it, it was essentially like, every time I hear about Ari Lennox, she's ranting. I don't know anything about her music, but that girl is always ranting. And it was just... To me, it was really dis- distasteful because it was like, so you just spent four hours ranting about anti-blackness 
and but how. Here, but here you are, a that, black woman. Right here, you are a black woman really who helped. just spent four hours talking about anti, ranting on anti-blackness and how the reason why people have an issue with blue is because they're anti-black. And then you took a smooth forty minutes off for Twitter, lag back on, and your sentiments <laughs> to another black woman ranting about anti-blackness was essentially shut up, stop ranting, yeah. and focus on your music. Yeah. Like. It's ironic. I had to pull. Think? I had to pull her up and be like, "The only reason why you don't know know about her music is because you don't care to look, or you don't care to listen." I should say, because she's delivered phenom music. Yeah, you just haven't cared to 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 listen to it, and that's your problem, not hers. Because she's a black female R and B artist. You stand for a black female R and B artist. What is it about this black female R and B artist that you aren't interested in? Mm-hmm. Could it be her dark skin mm. or her black features that you were just defending for someone else? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. You could just not be interested. However, don't try to silence someone for doing what you were literally just doing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's with a good that note being said. to round the episode <laughs> out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, with that being said, that is going to be the end of... This week's uh, Growing Up Gay, which was uh, curated by Malik. (laughs) Um, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. As always, please be sure to follow us on social media. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Vaughn or on Instagram at Vonagram. You can follow the show on Instagram at at Grown Up Gay, G-R-O-N Up Gay. Um, You can follow Malik at... Malik Khalid Yoga on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook at Malik Khalid Yoga. And yeah, holla at us. Email us for Spill It. You can email me at Malik at GrownUpGay.com. You can email Vaughn at Vaughn at GrownUpGay.com. And the show at GrownUpGayPodcast at gmail.com. Email Spill It is a segment that we've done a few times, but y'all really ain't right in. So right, like I want to hear from y'all. <laughs> like, y'all if you have it. any questions, right? Y'all really are. I'm about to cut that shit from the segment. Uh, if y'all, <laughs> if y'all have any questions for us, whether personal or you know otherwise, mm. um, or if you need help, you know, if you have something you're you're struggling with, topic potentially, yeah. um, reach out to us. Let us know what's up. Yeah, definitely. Um, send in some 2020 topics, and I'll be uh, you know, I'm gonna get back on Instagram more, y'all. It's a work in progress. Yes. We're coming. Same, same. I promise to utilize. That's one of the the things I will say. I am going to do this more, do more this year is utilize my Instagram. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell y'all when, how, or where, but it will happen. I promise you. I promise you. Mm, good. All right. Happy New Year, guys. See you later. <laughs>